Good morning, pile. 7 o'clock. I'm Jim Davis, along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Driving's better than yesterday, but it's still a little slick out there, so give yourself a little extra time to get where you need to get to today. Busy show. Mark Johnson's going to join us. Not in his normal 7.20 time slot, but he'll join us at 8.20 this morning since he is in Tempe, Arizona. Buffs and Arizona State tonight on the team. Pre-game at 5.30 for that with Mark Johnson. Don't think you have to be uh, a meteorologist <laughs> to, to figure out that, uh, well, the snow has canceled the CMU baseball series with Southern New Hampshire. So mm-hmm. we were going to have that today. I was going to have that with Ray McLennan. So Mother Nature had other plans. So we will have uh, the Buffs and uh, Arizona State coming up later on tonight here on the Team Sports Network. So a lot to get to. Avalanche on the road got in very early in the morning to Minnesota. They come up with a big win against the Wild. Mark andre Fleury looked not very good. I mean, the Avalanche. No, he, got, didn't. he looked like he got in very early in the morning. <laughs> he looked like, I'm going to stay up all night and drink beer and I'll show up and I'll be just fine. Uh, Gurgiev was really, really good last night. I'm going to drink a lot Thank of beer you. and stay out all night. That's how Marc Andre Fleury played last night. Mm-hmm. Like you've been up having a bender until the wee hours in the morning. The Avalanche. Uh, Get the return of Josh Manson. Comes up with an assist last night. Dennis Malgan, back-to-back games where Malgan's had a goal. So uh, we'll talk more about the Avalanche's win at the uh, Wild last night. Nuggets play their final game for the All-Star break. Once again, no Jamal Murray. No Aaron Gordon. No problem for the Nuggets last night against uh, Luka and the Dallas Mavericks. So we'll talk more about that coming up. In a little bit as well, text call us, 970-242-1340. Looks like uh, Declan Doyle is going to be the tight ends coach for the Broncos. Zach Strafe is going to be the Broncos offensive line coach. Both guys worked for Sean Payton in New Orleans. So I guess the question I'm going to float out there today to the pile. Is this a good idea for Sean Payton to tap into guys that neither one of these guys have been? In the case of Zach Strafe, he was a a captain offensive lineman for the Saints when Sean Payton coached there. Went to the broadcast booth. Then came back to become an assistant offensive line coach. He'll now be the Broncos offensive line coach. And Declan Doyle was an offensive assistant. Do you have concerns that these are guys that have not been, like in the case of Zach Strafe, been an offensive line coach, been mm-hmm. been the guy, was an assistant. Declan Doyle was an offensive assistant. Is it? Do you? Are, is there a concern that Sean Payton is too reliant on guys that he's known, and they're guys that haven't had the experience, right? Right, of being. A position coach being the guy. Does that concern you at all as a Broncos fan? You not being a Broncos fan, of course, you have a unique perspective on this. It would concern me a little bit. 
if I were a Broncos fan, which I'm not, but if right. I were, but you provide that, I would provide outsider that outsider opinion. opinion. Yeah, but if I were a Broncos fan, I'd be way more worried waking up this morning knowing that they're really hot on Vance Joseph to come back to be the DC than anything else. Yeah, I would be way more nervous about that than the fact that you know they're thinking of promoting some assistance to the lead job right now it's not like some of these guys have been lifelong career assistants but i don't think they've right. done the one year in the job you know right we talk about this it is kind of the eric b enemy thing although not all of these guys and to reference people the broncos have asked permission to interview vance joseph yeah to be their defensive coordinator. Like, they didn't just run into him at the store and say, hey, come on hey. in and look. They actually sought him out to talk to him, which is more worrisome than than just randomly bumping into him to me. But, it, but some of these guys, it may be time. It may be deserving for them to get the shot at the next chair over. Exactly. Justin Outen. Maybe not so much. Ijiro Aviro, yeah, he showed that. Sure, you know what? You take a chance on a guy doing a job he's never done, and before. it was a good Dwayne Stukes. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't work out. Wasn't great. Nathaniel Hackett and his job wasn't great, but you're going to have guys in roles around these guys that have also done that, done their jobs before. I think you 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 also tend if you're if you're Sean Payton, you tend to lean into guys mm-hmm. that you have a relationship with, guys you you know what they're capable of doing you, you know their their strengths their weaknesses right you've worked with them and so you you know them you have a familiarity with them that that'll that makes you feel like okay these are guys their time has come you'd hope you'd be able to figure out where they're gonna need some extra help and kind of fill in those gaps with another coach an assistant hire somebody else on the offensive side right like the Broncos, it felt like last year, brought in a guy in his first or second year at every coaching position, it felt like. No, everyone was learning on the fly. If you bring in an offensive coordinator that's done it for a few years, but you have a first-time O-line coach, maybe some of those other guys can help out a little bit, right? Like maybe his assistant O-line coach has been an, an assistant O-line coach for years somewhere else. And so he knows that, all right, I can help him do X, Y, and Z. I don't know. I just, after last year, I would be more hesitant for, hey, it's his first year doing blank. Right. Like, oh, uh, this is not good. And that would be any position. But, yeah, the thing with Vance Joseph, that 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 is concerning, is it not? It is. I, mean, I saw the, he was trending this morning on Twitter, and I clicked on it, and it's like, Broncos want to interview Vance Joseph. Why? And out loud in my head was the record scratch of what? Arizona, you know where Arizona's defense is ranked this season? Near the bottom. 21st. Near, near-ish. I mean, not not horrible, not, not dead last, not you know, Detroit or mm-hmm. Houston or... Chicago, but not not where you go. Hey, that 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 guy's like, look at the job that that guy's done there. Because remember, 
he was the DC in Miami for one season. Yeah. They were bottom half of the league in total defense when he was there. I I just I in <laughs> yards they were twenty first. And that's not good. No. But points allowed, thirty first. Yeah. Passing touchdowns twenty eighth. <laughs> rushing touchdowns twenty seventh. Yeah, I just look at the, the total defense numbers. Yeah, your yards I should say. They're they're twenty first, but you know, and those other metrics, they they're absolutely horrible. And so why would if you're the Broncos, why would you talk to Van, Sean Payne? Why would you want to talk to Vance Joseph? You know, there was the report that, that Rex Ryan had been talked to, there had been conversation with him. Sean Desay, who is currently on Seattle staff, is you know, former Bears defensive coordinator, was interviewed, you know, this according to Nine News by Sean Payton via Zoom last week. So there've been there there have been other guys they've talked to. But I mean the the Rex Ryan thing, you're going, okay, but at least Rex has been out of the league for a while. Been out of the league for what, six, seven years. But his defenses at least were top ten, if not top five defenses in terms yeah. of y- yards, points. There's a resume there that goes, okay, may not be a great head coach, maybe maybe Wade more Wade Phillips mm-hmm. in terms of really good defensive mind. Not a good head coach. And yeah, he's been away from the game for a while. But you can go, okay, but at least there's a resume of success in the past as far as a defensive coordinator goes. And even a little bit as a head coach. I mean, Vance Joseph, they went, Denver went 5-11, 6-10. The defenses he's led have been if you know middle of the pack at best or bottom of the league in the two stops he's had in Arizona and Miami. I'm so I, I guess just your thoughts about it's more of an overall on how Sean Payton is of the of the names you've heard constructing his coaching staff. You want to trust in Payton? You want to believe in Payton. I, I certainly want to believe in him. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's had great success. New Orleans turned into a consistent NFC contender year in and year out because he was there. But I, I just I just scratch my head that that you know that Vance Joseph, who now Jonathan Gannon is going to be the Cardinals head coach, the Eagles defensive coordinator. So you know the feeling is Vance Joseph is not going to have a future there. Should he have a future in Denver? Should it? Should he be? Should he come back to the Mile High City and be on this coaching staff? I, the, the numbers don't bear it out, do they? No. Of, I would be. I would feel more comfortable with Rex Ryan, who hasn't coached in years, being the DC than I, <laughs> than I do Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph's defenses are like the sugar glass, right? That wrestling uses to break and look great but don't actually hurt anybody instead of bend but don't break they are no bend and all break right like even his broncos defense in yards it was third in the league that's good good. first year points allowed 22nd that means that your offense sucked right and your defense did its best but allowed 
a lot of very short scoring drives. <laughs> the best ranking he's had in points allowed was 11th. That was last year, 21. Year before last, I guess, since the Super Bowl's over. Whatever. It was the season before the one that just finished on Sunday. It was 11th. He's been 12th. He's been 13th. But last year, he was next to last in points allowed. 21st in yards. But but also, too, when, when he was in Denver, he wasn't the defensive coordinator. No. He had, he had impact on the defense. He, he had ideas, and there was input that he had on the defense. But but he wasn't he wasn't in charge of the defense, and so when you look at it, you go okay. When he's been in charge, when it's been that's been the job that he's done, right? That right. that's all he does. Then Joe Woods was your. By the way, if you're wondering who was the guy, it was Joe Woods, who was your DC. Yeah, not for, great himself. And so I, I just. And it, and it was Joe Woods the the entire time the Vance was there. And so, okay, how much was that was Joe Woods? How much was it Vance Joseph to the Broncos? Did excel in some metrics, but obviously fell flat in others. And some of that was obviously, like you said, the offense. It was a terrible offense that mm-hmm. backed up a, a pretty good defense. But that was a pretty good defense that that he inherited when he got there. Yeah. It took him longer to screw it up than people thought. I mean, there were still pieces of Von Miller was still there. I mean, there were Mm -hmm. still, still pieces that defense that still made it a pretty good defense. And, and so you can look back and, you know, it's like those, some of those numbers, like you referenced, like those look pretty good, right? Yeah. But Vance Joseph as a defensive coordinator has had a very poor track record. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what they're hiring him to do, potentially. Nice man. I, I didn't dislike Vance Joseph as a person. But there got to be a point where he was very, before there was Hackett, he was he was very Hackett-like, or mm-hmm. Hackett was very Vance Joseph-like in pie in the sky and everything's great and, and you know, had a good week of practice. I mean, he's always a real positive guy, right? Yeah. Ted Lasso without the success. Very positive, and we're, we're you know really excited about the roster we have. And yeah, last week didn't go for us, but we had a good week of practice, and we're going to get this turned around, and 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 all that nonsense. Which it's great to be positive, but when you don't win, nobody gives a rip how positive you are. Mm-hmm. If you're putting out seven win football teams, five win football teams. There's a connection there for Sean Payton with Vance Joseph somewhere down the line that feels like that that's a guy they want to talk to. It's interesting that two former Bronco head coaches, two failed former Bronco head coaches, are guys that they entertain. to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Did they ask Nat Hack to be the OC? <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't. I said, Wait, I I'm not entirely certain where Vance Joseph and... Sean Payton cross paths, you know, like Joe Woods worked under Dennis Allen. Right. So there was a connection so there. A connection there, but hey, he's free to a good home if you want him, Joe Woods. <laughs> but I just, it's one thing to, 
look for guys that have done it before, but should they at least be good at it if you're going to bring him in? All these names that are connected to the to the job that they're interviewing, Sean Payton, once you get past the Rex Ryans, which is not necessarily top of the line right for the job, every subsequent name is like, dang, does Sean Payton have any friends? It's like Vance Joseph is going to be your defensive coordinator, maybe. You know, it's like Vic Fangio. It's like, doesn't he have any friends that are still, like, really good coaches? <laughs> or is he just kind of run through them all a little bit? Did TV burn that many bridges? I, I'm not sure. Or just we, we're going to kick the tires on a lot of guys. The Cardinals defense was ranked 12th in scoring. Did he start in his contacts page at the bottom, yeah. and he's only at the Vs? Vic Man. Fangio, Vance Joseph, yeah, Rex Ryan. Getting closer to the J's and the L's. So, he, the so he alphabetizes by first name? Yeah, he alphabetizes by first name, and he goes okay. C to A on the sorting table, Yeah, it feels like. But, but Vance Joseph, the Cardinals defense is 12th in scoring in 2020 under him. 11th in, 20, in 2021, and then slipped to 31st this season. Slipped. slipped. That's not slipped. That's slip, falling slip, off the slip side of going, a building. Slip is going 11th to like 13th, right? Yeah. That's slipping. No, it's, it's like jumping off the building. It's Hans Grubering <laughs> off the side of Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. <laughs> and grabbing onto the second floor balcony. Yeah. Before you hit the floor of ranked 32nd. Anyway, you've got some thoughts on that today. Because I know, Pyle, how you love Vance Joseph. And how you you really love to see him back in Denver, right? So, Dexter Collison. And Donatel is going to be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> and Donatel. They're bringing in Pat Shermer. Stop it. To Stop be your it. offensive Stop coordinator. Stop it. Stop it. Please stop it. New offensive coordinator for the Broncos, Adam Gase. Tim Tebow coming back to vie for the get starting back job. Up, Russ. <laughs> back, back up. He's going to vie for the starting job. Come on. Oh, that's true. He's going to vie for the job. Come on. Timothy Richard Tebow is not going to just settle to be a backup. He's, he's going to vie for playing time. All right, 718. Got some thoughts on it today. Text or call 970-242-1340. Yes, the Broncos... Have actually gone another way to ask to talk to Vance Joseph. Yeah, you think the Cardinals were like, sure, okay, go right ahead. You, you just want him. When would you like us to deliver him yeah. to you? We we don't need any compensation. You can have him. Go, go right ahead. It's all yours. You guys have a good time with that. All right, seven nineteen. Time for what's happening? No take back. No take back. No, 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 nope. Can't return him. <laughs> it's you. You buy me yours. Can I get a receipt for that? Nope. Nope. What's happening? Brought to you by friends at Com. Your friends, our friends, and your friends. Get everybody's friends at Com West. Your technology partner. I just had this vision of Vance Joseph at a crate, and they yeah. open it up, and he comes out and sitting there at like the front of. And a there's target. a note. Yeah. No returns. No returns. No exchanges. Com West is your technology partner. We help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. 
What can ComWest do for you? PC and server support, surveillance, network support, cybersecurity, and yes, business phone systems like the one we have here at the radio station that mm-hmm. ComWest put in. They're your technology service partner. Call them today. ComWest, 970-242-8142. All right. So last night, the Denver Nuggets and the Avalanche both in action last night for Jeff Green scored a season-high 24 points to help lead the Nuggets past Dallas 118-109 to 109 last night in Denver, with Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon still out with injuries. Michael Porter delivered with 22 points, and Nikola Jokic posted his 21st triple-double of the season with 14 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. Denver heads into the All-Star break at 41-18 and and a five-game lead over Memphis for the top spot in the Western Conference. The Nuggets are off until February 23rd when they play at Cleveland. Can you uh, cue me the music? sir uh yeah i gotta drop the needle oh got foiled by a button here we go all right thank you after arriving the early morning hours in minnesota the avalanche were able to beat the wild three to two last night cover picked up goals from andrew cogliano dennis malgan and nathan mckinnon with netminder alexander georgiev turning back 41 shots for malgan it's his second straight game with a goal. Avs defenseman Josh Manson made his return from injury with an assist on Malgin's goal. Scottsdale grabs a two-point lead for the Western Conference's second wild card. New Broncos coach Sean Payton continues to tap into his previous staff in New Orleans to build his new staff in Denver after hiring former Saints lineman and assistant offensive line coach Zach Strafe to be the offensive line coach in Denver. The Denver Post reports that Payton is hiring former New Orleans offensive assistant Declan Doyle to be the Broncos' new tight ends coach. Another Broncos news, 850 KOA's Benjamin Albright has reported the Broncos are considering trading left tackle Garrett Bowles and wide receiver Cortland Sutton to add draft picks for this spring's draft. And we've been talking about it, the report, Nine News and others, that the Broncos have requested permission to talk with former Denver head coach Vance Joseph about being the Broncos' defensive coordinator. Covered the Rockies have agreed to a one-year contract extension for manager Bud Black. The extension puts Black as the Rocks' manager through 2024. Nick Groke of The Athletic reports with his new deal, Black would become the longest-tenured manager in club history. Black is 417 and 453 will pass Don Baylor's 909 games managed this season and could beat Clint Hurdle's 1,159 games next season. Due to bad weather and travel conditions, the Cardinal Mesa baseball team's scheduled series with Southern New Hampshire has been canceled. The series is set to begin today at the Diamond of the Bergman Sports Complex, but canceled due to the snow. Would have been a battle of two top 15 teams, Mavericks entering the, the series at uh, number 15 in the nation and Southern New Hampshire at number 6 in the nation. D51 Phoenix Girls Wrestling sending more wrestlers to the state tournament than any other program this weekend in the Valley. Ten wrestlers will be competing at Ball Arena, including two who won championships at the Region 4 tournament. Head coach of the Phoenix, Chad Dare, says winning regionals took a lot of hard work. It was a fun day. We wrestled the number one team and the number three team both, and we came away with the team title there. I think it's just a testament to how, how hard our girls were. Just a little nugget, too. We also qualified the most girls out of all the girls' teams in, in the state. On the boys' side, Fruit of Monument sending the most wrestlers to the state tournament with nine wrestlers competing in the 5A state tournament. And last shot at the top of the podium for senior Dylan Chelowitzki. Chelowitzki, a fifth-place finisher at 145 last year, will open up with Braden Badini of Mountain Vista at 157 today. Wildcats coach Lucas Archuleta says it doesn't matter who Chelowitzki's up against. Dylan won't back down. He's always ready to go, always ready to battle with anybody. Excited for Dylan. You know, Dylan's wrestled tough all year, um, and Dylan's going to make a push into that state finals as well, I believe. Central Warriors, they have one regional champion with seven more qualifying through this past weekend at the regional. 
with so many uh, matchup possibilities coming over the next three-day tournament. Warriors coach, wrestling coach Clint Trujillo says he's confident in all of his wrestlers, but they have to take care of business themselves this weekend. I think all of our kids have winnable matches. I mean, you know, I, I truly think we're actually going to win. Anyone can beat anyone. You never know what's going to happen. That's why they do the sports and go out there and have some fun. Warriors have eight wrestlers at the state tournament. Palisade and Grand Junction also competing over the state wrestling tournament, likewise for Montrose Delta as well. 724, and that's a look at... What's happening? Brought to you by your technology partner, ComWest. See what ComWest can do for you and your internet. Also, brand new business phone system. They have you covered there as well. Give them a call today, 970-242-8142 for ComWest. All right, uh, coming up on the other side of the break, we'll uh, bring you some of the sound from the Nuggets and Avs wins last night. Also, top of next hour, we'll announce our winners for Pile Pigskin Pick'em. We finally have it this morning, so we'll announce that 8 o'clock when we do Around the NFL. Before we take a break, who do we have on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line? It's our friend Sam from Fruita. All right, it's been a while. Sam, where have you been? You've been hiding? What's going on? Oh, Jim Davis, you know how it is when you get old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do. I turned another day older yesterday, so or another yeah, year well, older and day as well. Happy birthday a day late. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, this uh, news about Vance Joseph is mm-hmm. very disturbing. Uh, now, maybe... Maybe this is part of a plan. Uh, they want to uh, throw out names like that so that uh, Bronco fans don't get as optimistic this year as they were last year. Could be, it could be. That could be the strategy. I'm, I'm not sure. That could be the, the plan that they have, though. You know, he, he has been pretty close to a nothing. And how's he, how long has he been in the league now? Eight, nine years? Um, it's yes, far. Well, I going back as a coordinator, it's I think a little bit farther than yeah. that, or as far as an assistant coach. But yeah, he's you know, it's been a decade, yeah. And you know, he's terrible. I mean, I can't imagine anybody wanting to hire him. I mean, well, you know, maybe maybe they've got a position open in the uh, in the equipment department, maybe he could be the uh, second assistant to, to the first assistant, um, and uh, they can put him in charge of washing jock straps. <laughs> I just, I just look. Every practice is going to be a great practice. I know Vance is there. That every, yeah. every practice will be a sensational effort by his guys out there grinding. It uh, well, hopefully this is just, uh, just a tease. Well, I mean, you look at it. Just I mean, on the surface, you look at what you know what Arizona did in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. They did have a top fifteen scoring defense, but like we were talking about this this past season. I mean, they. It wasn't like they they regressed a little bit. They dropped to thirty first last time I checked. There's thirty two teams in the league, and so you had the next to worst defense in the league. Uh, you have two pretty good years, but then a, a year that was just absolutely disastrous. I mean, when the when he was the head coach, Broncos defense was was pretty good actually, but Joe Woods was also the defensive coordinator. Did Vance have his fingerprints on it? Sure. But when he was in Miami, it wasn't it wasn't particularly good. Overall, his track record as a DC is not great. It's 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 not if he if he was the second coming of Wade Phillips, right? You know, not not a you know, terrible head coach, but but great defensive coordinator. Okay, that's fine. Like Vic, if Vic would have came back and that would have worked out, okay, sure. Because Vic Fangio's a track record of being a really good top tier defensive coordinator. 
Vance Joseph's not that guy. I, you know, there's supposedly you know, there's talk that might be Mike Zimmer might still be in play. The former Vikings head coach doesn't look like Sean Desai with the the Seahawks. That that's probably going to happen. Uh, there's a report that from Mike Cliss, Broncos unofficial mouthpiece, that they interviewed Christian Parker, the defensive backs coach, to be the defensive coordinator. So, and that's a guy that I know Cody Rourke has spoken of very highly in the case of Christian Parker. I, I just, there's got to be a better answer, Sam, than Vance Joseph. Just about any answer is better than Vance Joseph. So, uh, Sam, what, hey, do, what, do you do? what are you doing? What are you doing, Sam? Maybe you could, uh, you know, full part time job, Broncos, DC. Well, what do you think? I, I don't think I could do any worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you probably could either. <laughs> you guys take care. Hey, Sam, take care. Thank you, my friend. Good to hear from you. Bye-bye. All right, Sam from Fruita today. It's been a while. We've heard from Sam. Good to hear from him today. All right, 728. We will take a break and we'll come back. Get some thoughts on this. Broncos, they asked. Yes, they asked Arizona if they could interview Vance Joseph. Okay. Your reaction to that. Text your call. It's 970-242-1340. The Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level. The best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader. The Team. Welcome back, Jim and the Buckeye Boy. Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. Serving your breakfast up until about 10.30 this morning over at uh, Rimrock. You might want to be uh, make sure you don't have maybe your Chick-fil-A chicken breakfast sandwich in your mouth. Yeah. Or a big swig of their delicious coffee. Because you might be spitting it out when I tell you that the Broncos have asked to interview Vance Joseph. Okay? Okay, good. Everyone laugh at the funny joke. No, it's not, no, it's not, a, it's not a joke and it's not funny. Not funny ah, at all. That's loser talk! Your reaction to that today? To Vance Joseph being interviewed. Now, does mean they, they're going to hire him. Okay, let's, let's, let us pump the brakes and, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to get trampled like Kevin Bacon and, you know, you know oh, we and, don't want to go all is well, all is well, remain a, a, calm. Exactly. We don't need to do that. It's okay. Don't have to you know, have him get trampled like an animal house. But don't you find it a little... Thank you. No, it, and everything is... Thing, things are okay. Things are fine. But the fact they're going to interview somebody that, yes, had a, a top 15 scoring defense back-to-back years, but then dropped to 31st and did Hello, not have loser. that great of a track record before that, doesn't make you go. What? 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 What's Sean Payton doing here? What is this? That's just dumb. It's. It's curious. Dumb's not exactly a incorrect. Ridiculous. That's really <laughs> dumb. Ridic- ridiculous. Yeah, I agree with both of those. Yes, potentially ridiculous, and potentially dumb. Yes, on the part of the Broncos. So. Now, the report from Mile High Report is that Rex Ryan has emerged as the top candidate, which I can go, okay, at least Rex Ryan, Look, if you look at the resume for Rex Ryan as a DC, forget the Jets, though he did go to two NFC Championship games. We can't mm-hmm. can't dismiss that. But other, you know, it wasn't... 
he wasn't as terrible as a lot of people like to make him out to be as a head coach. But Denver's not hiring him to be a head coach. They're hiring him to be the D.C. And as a D.C. in Baltimore, he was really, really good. Those defenses were really, really good. Yeah. And so, according to reports that, according to the, the rap sheet and Mike uh, Garofolo over at NFL Network, that Ryan has emerged as the leading candidate. Though, once again, now we have to get back to what we hear from, from Cody Rourke, My Life Sports Radio, the other day, that... Sean Payton's tried to keep a really tight lid on things. Mm-hmm. Is this a case where this is getting out because Sean Payton wants it to get out? Or is this just mere speculation on on the part of those that are you know, in the parking lot at Dove Valley <laughs> walking up to people, hey, uh, hey what, what, are you, what are you hearing in there? What are you hearing about the D.C. thing? What about Rex Ryan? What are you hearing about that? Right. Well, I'm just, I'm just a secretary here. I don't know. I, I just... <laughs> I, I work in event planning. I, I don't know. I, I don't know who they're going to hire for D.C. Stop bothering me. Like, and Rex Ryan's tenure, we did a deep dive on it a while back. Went 4-12 his last year with the Jets. That got him canned. Right. But in terms of total yards allowed, he was sixth defensively that yeah. year. Points was 24th, so it's kind of like, you know, gave up. Plenty of short scoring drives and had some not great losses. You know, started off 1-0 his last season, then lost eight straight to Packers, Bears, Lions, Chargers, Broncos, Patriots, Bills, Chiefs. With the Bills, Rex Ryan was one game under 500. Yeah. His tenure. And and that's all fine, but... They're not hiring to be a head coach. No, they, no. They, they, but I, but, but you, what people are looking at, like Rex Ryan, he was a terrible coach. Not really. Rex he, Ryan, he, I think people get lost in the... That's why I said he wasn't yeah. as bad, because we looked at it, he wasn't as mm-hmm. bad as you've always been led to believe. He would be... I think he'd be a perfectly fine fit for the Broncos defensively. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Has he been gone too long? I don't know. That's, I mean, that's going to be the question is that, yeah, he watches film working for ESPN and, 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 and those things, and that's great, but he hasn't been coaching. Does he still have the chops, you know, to, to really do the job for the Broncos? I, I just know this much. If it, if it's a, if it's a Rex Ryan versus Vance Joseph situation, mm-hmm. give me Rex. Yeah, give me those big white teeth and that love of ladies' feet. That's that's what he brings to the table, along with. I think it's just top, feet in general. <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't know. I, I, I don't just know saw the story sure. about the one time it was yeah, pretty much his, his wife his, in the video. Yeah, that was weird. It was yeah. just creepy and weird. And who? Hey, buddy, will you film me pretending to be a cop pulling my wife over so mm-hmm. I can ogle her, her feet. feet? Yeah. <laughs> imagine, uh, imagine that gig, getting that job. But that's where I think everything gets lost is the TV persona, the foot thing, and people don't bother to actually look. It's like, oh, wow, the Jets were terrible under his tenure. No, they didn't. They went to back-to-back AFC Championship games under Mark Sanchez. Yeah. And then Geno Smith. And then 
to Rod Taylor was his quarterback at Buffalo, and he got him to nine and seven, and then seven and eight, and they got fired. So, I mean, as a head coach, his resume is better than what people remember. And as a defensive coordinator, his resume was still pretty good. Has he been out of the league too long? I don't know. 2016 was the last time he coached. I mean, do you want a guy that's been out of the league for seven years or a guy that's been in the league poorly for the last seven years? Do you want a guy that was really, really good at orchestrating defenses during his career or a guy that's had two two years where the defense in Arizona was, in terms of a scoring defense, was pretty good mm-hmm. and then fell all the way to the bottom practically? This guy's defense worked. Is it one of those defenses that could work in the current game? Maybe. It might. I don't think you can go into it going, it's not going to work because he's been out for seven years. you got to at least go into it with an open mind if he's going to be your DC. And I would take him over any of the other guys they've had connected to this job. Vic, Vance. Yeah, I, I just I just think that he's a guy that's had, had success. In, I mean, Ravens had... In terms of of yards in two thousand five, his the start of his time in Baltimore, they had the sixth best defense. in In terms of of mm-hmm. of total yards, they were they were top they were top ten in, against the pass. And just going back to two thousand five, and they were top ten against the run. That's the start of his career in Baltimore, and the numbers stayed pretty much in line with that going forward. Yeah. I'll, I'll take I'll take Rex Ryan knocking off a little rust being a DC than what we've seen from Vance Joseph. I'll take that. His years as the Baltimore DC and the Jets head coach, all of them to the tune of 10 years were 11th or better in yards allowed, ranked in the NFL. Yeah. That's top 10, top 10-ish. And you'll take 11th. that. You'll take that. Is, and if Sean Payton gets the offense yeah, fixed, yeah, defense doesn't need to be top can, five. Can those two guys coexist? That will be interesting to see because we're talking about two extremely powerful personalities mm-hmm. in Sean Payton and Rex Ryan. But then again, Sean knows Rob because Rob, the twin brother of Rex Ryan, was yeah. his DC. So I mean, he's he's been around Orion. He knows what they're and what they're like. Arguably, and what... Rob's more irritating than Rex. <laughs> so this this could be a really good hire if it is Rex Ryan. Where on the surface you go, well, wait a minute, he hasn't coached since 2016. Why do they want that guy? Mm-hmm. Nobody else has wanted that guy. I don't. And I don't think I think it's been more of a case. It seems like for Rex Ryan, he's enjoyed the TB gig. Yeah. He hasn't been that motivated to get back into coaching. And apparently, Sean Payton, who has also been out for a little while, not anymore like the length that Rex Ryan's been away from the game. I imagine those two guys and their their media jobs crossing paths. And hey, look, I'm coming. I'm I'm going back to coach in Denver. Do you still got the itch, Rex? Do you still miss it? Do you, do you miss you miss yeah, they're orchestrating the defense. Do you miss that? How would you like to do it for me? Mm-hmm. Hey, Rob and I got to work together. What about you and me working together? Wouldn't that be awesome? And I, I could see this coming together, and I could see this working for Denver. 
Vance Joseph, geez, dear, dear Lord, please, no. No. Let that not be the case. All right, 742. Uh, we'll get to uh, we'll look back at the Nuggets and Avs wins last night coming up in just a moment. But right now it's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Some of this sound check is a visual uh, medium thing, and so that's really not going to help anybody. But it's still kind of funny. On first take at some point this week, Mad Dog Russo uh, dug deep into the bag of Mad Dog tricks with the I was there, I watched so-and-so from decades past is better than anybody today. This particular instance was Larry Bird. And J.J. Redick took issue with Larry Bird being a top three shooter of all time. And they went back and forth and kind of ignored Stephen A. at the same time, which is hilarious. James Naismith invented the game. You were rewarded for putting the ball in the basket. There's plenty of people that have shot more, made more, and guess what? Made more at a higher percentage than Larry Bird from three. I'm not saying Larry Bird is not one of the greatest shooters ever. He's not one of the greatest three-point shooters ever. You cannot make that argument. I'm because the 80s are so much different. There's physicality, the way they guarded people. I'm you couldn't. You, can we, can we get Doug, I've been trying to make a point. Seriously, can I've been trying to make a point for you, Doug. Come on, man. Well, I've been trying to make a point. Hold on, guys. physicality, Jay? I mean, I, hey, I don't think that go, counts. Uh, you know what? You and I are going to sit down. You and I are going to sit down. We're going to sit there. And we're going to watch finals games from the 1980s. Here's the I'm going to show you what physical basketball is versus physical fouling. You're watching them on YouTube. I saw the games. I watched the games at the time. Uh, th- this is. I watched all these games. You didn't watch. The, you weren't alive when these games were being played. Did you see Bird right. play against the Lakers in '84? Did you see Bird against the Rockets in '86? Were you at courtside watching these games? No. You got to watch the games at the time. Okay. Watching them on YouTube 40 years later okay. is not the same at the moment. So, so watching a let me ask games. you a question. And we're not going to get to JJ's question because. It's more of the it just same. goes on and on. It goes and on, on and on and on. But come on, that's one of the reasons I cannot stand listening to Chris Russo about anything, because everything was better in the '60s and '70s and '80s. And, and Sarah, Chris Russo, I'm trying to think what he's got to be around my age, probably a little older, but we're probably within a few years of each other. And so, while well, I. Didn't enjoy courtside seats at those games back in the day, like he did. Mm-hmm. Chris Russo, October 18, 1959. Okay, he's so... 63. He's, okay, so yeah, so he's five years older than than me, because I just turned 58. So, I okay, we're, but we're roughly, we're in the same generation, we're in the mm-hmm. same, we're, we're very close in the same neighborhood. I'm not going to sit there and say those were great. To me, those were great, great years for the NBA. Golden years because you had Magic and you had Larry. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, then MJ comes along. But I'm going to say guys then were were automatically more physical. There were more, there were guys like the Lambeers, you know, the bad boys that played dirty Mahorn. They were kind of dirty players. I think each generation is different and it's unique and. I don't. I, I don't want to begin to this whole thing of, oh, they, everybody's so soft now. Everybody's so soft. Yeah. Stop that. The game was so much better because I can of the wa- physicality. I mm. can watch it on YouTube and get the same feeling 
as as back in 1983 or 84. Okay, yeah, I get it. It's different when you watch it in person, but that, that whole dismissing of, of J.J. Redick is... Look here, young whippersnapper. That just it just comes off. As hey, you know what? At stupid. least in the clip that I played, JJ didn't go with the "you never played at this level," which he very easily which he could have easily said that and said, "You don't know what it's like." Yeah, and and in that if he would have fired off of that, I would have said in that moment, "Yeah, good for you, JJ Redick." JJ Redick is great at pissing off Chris Russo too, which is fantastic. <laughs> which I I really enjoy. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Craptastic. That's just crap. The team presents The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, The Team. Welcome back, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Go around the NFL next hour. Also, Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, will join us at 820. We'll have uh, the Buffs and Arizona State tonight at 530. Broncos have asked to interview Vance Joseph. Yes, they've they've actually sent out a request. <laughs> was it like he knocked on the door mm-hmm. or sent an email? Hey, I'd really like to talk to you guys about uh, about a job. Miss Denver loved it, loved come back. So uh, we'll get to your text. We've got a lot of them. <laughs> got a lot of them this morning on uh, the Broncos asking to interview Vance Joseph to be their next defensive coordinator. All right, last night uh, you had the Avalanche and Nuggets both in action. And uh, for the uh, Nuggets last night, they were in Denver taking on the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, for the Nuggets last night, they pick up the, the victory with Jeff Green having a season I-24. Uncle Jeff, he was great last yeah, night. Yeah, he was. Nuggets won 118-109 to last night. No Jamal Murray once again or Aaron Gordon. Michael Porter Jr. had 22. Nikola Jokic, his 21st triple-double of the season with 14 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists after the game. Little post Malone with Coach Michael Malone. I think if you go back to the New Orleans game at the end of uh, January, we're seven and two going into the break, and uh, so it's you know I, I, we we always talk about it, and doing it is always a different thing. But um, guys in and out of the lineup, trading for guys, signing guys, and you know for us to continue to find ways to win and have different guys step up every night, uh, I think it speaks to uh, our chemistry, our depth. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got a really good team in there. But my message to them is simple. Coming out of the break, 23 games to go. Enjoy some time away. Make sure you do something. Be safe. And uh, the 23 games after the break are not going to be easy, uh, starting with a two-game road trip in Cleveland and Memphis. But uh, it's been a hell of a season to this point. The, the biggest challenge is not being satisfied, you know, staying hungry and staying motivated. And last night they got a lot of contributions. In the entire starting five, all scored in double figures. Vlatko had 12 last night. Contavious Caldwell Pope had 14. And then, you know, the, the bench got it done last night with obviously Jeff Green leading the way of 24 points. But Ish Smith had eight points and five assists, had a, and had five assists and five rebounds last night. Thomas Bryant, the recent acquisition from the Lakers, eight points, five rebounds last night. You know, good contributions all around for the Nuggets last night. Nikola Jokic, after the game, asked by Chris Dempsey about where the Nuggets are right now. First place in the Western Conference, 41 wins most by a Nuggets team by the All-Star break. When you look at the state of this team, what, what do you see? I mean, we are in a place where we want to be. We're playing a good brand of basketball. Uh, we're winning games. 
I think our defense are going the right direction. The second half they did not, but the, trending in the right direction. So I think we are going in the right direction. How nice was it to see Jeff Green break out with that 24 points tonight? Yes, yes. Uh, he was he was uh, he was uh, he was uh, playing really really good today. Um, we need that from him uh, every night. Maybe not 20 points good, but he, uh, he, we need him to contribute somehow. Uh, and he helped us a lot of in game, you know. So uh, hopefully, hopefully someone can join him in the second unit. All right. So there's Nikola Jokic. Luka Doncic last night, 37 points, had a huge game last night, and so uh, no Kyrie last night, by the way, for the Dallas Mavericks. So uh, Luka had to carry the load last night with 37 points, and uh, former uh, CU Buff McKinley Wright, 11 points last night for the Dallas Mavericks. Here's Luka Doncic on the Nuggets, and are they clearly the Western Conference favorite and certainly one of the favorites in the NBA to get to the finals and win it all? Here's Luka Doncic. There's, I think there's a lot of great teams, uh, but obviously with a guy like Jokic, uh, they obviously uh, I'm probably the favorite. Uh, you know, It's so hard to play against him. Uh, so when you have a guy like Jokic on your team, uh, you're a favorite always. All right, so there's Luka Doncic, Nuggets, are off until February 23rd, and they play at Cleveland. Of course, the All-Star Weekend uh, coming up this weekend in Salt Lake City. Now, for the Avalanche last night, they arrived in the early morning hours in Minnesota, and they were able to get the 3-2 win against the Wild last night. Uh, Colorado picked up goals from Andrew Cogliano, Dennis Malgan, and Nathan McKinnon with uh, goalie Alexander Georgiev turning back 41 shots last night. Jared Bednar talking about uh, a tough, gritty win the Avalanche were uh, decidedly outshot last night by Minnesota. More important than the result, even for me today, was the way we played. I thought we played really hard um, on the defensive side of things. This engaged, physical, um, you know, it was a hard-fought game. They're, they're a really good team, you know, cycling the puck in the offensive zone. I thought our guys did a really nice job of taking care of the net front and staying physical in the corners. And um, from start to finish, you know, I thought second period we, we probably spent too much time defending. We did, had a tough time getting up the ice with the puck. Um, but guys played hard and competed in, under tough circumstances today. Yeah, for the Avalanche last night, as I mentioned, they were decidedly outshot last night. And uh, look, a lot of a lot of rubber head in the direction of Alexander Georgiev last night with the 41 saves. It was the second time the season Colorado has been has had fewer than 20 shots on goal. But they get the win last night. They now come back to Denver two points up on the second wild card, thanks to that performance last night. The return of Josh Manson, who had the assist on the goal last night for uh, Dennis Malgin. So uh, the Avalanche. Uh, getting a, a big road win last night at Minnesota against the Wild. All right, coming up next hour, we'll play the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is, of course, your chance to win a case of New Belgium beer from High Country Beverage. That's coming up next hour. Plus, we'll talk with the voice of the Buffaloes, Mark Johnson, as the uh, Buffs take on Arizona State tonight on the Team Sports Network. Pre-game for that one at 5.30 tonight, so we'll talk with Mark Johnson coming up next hour on the show. The Broncos have asked to interview Vance Joseph for their uh, defensive coordinator job. Your thoughts on that day, your reaction. We'll have that coming up with Around the NFL. Text or call into the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. It's 970-242-1340.